Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. 91 FM Radio 1. Now we're going to hear from a candidate, Robert Griffith, who is running in the Dunedin electorate, and he sat down with Tom Myrams uh, earlier this week to discuss some issues, and he actually was on the debate as well, uh, TVNZ youth debate. Young so, debaters, yeah. Yep, so we're going to have a little quote to introduce you to some of the topics that will be discussed in that interview. Now, I know that it's always annoying when people in my position reduce complex issues to binary questions, but um, that's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> quick fire round. This is kind of like the final chase. So I'm going to ask you all a series of questions. Great. You can give me a yes or a no. Okay, Rob, I'm going to start with you here. Should we use priority pathways to guarantee Māori and Pacifica students entry to university medical schools in New Zealand? No. So that's what we're going to be having a discussion about, but here is Robert Griffith first to explain his views. Kia ora and welcome, I am Tom Irons and today I am joined by none other than New Zealand First candidate for today, Robert Griffith. Robert, lovely to have you Tom. in. Yeah, thanks for having me here, it's a, it's a great honour. And um, how's the campaign going for you, man, so far? Yeah, the campaign's going good. Obviously, that wave of COVID that pushed it forward a month, there's pros and cons to that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, it's it's just a lot of work on the ground. For sure, for sure. And um, what did you think of Monday night's debate with Jack Tame and the other uh, young voters? Yeah, it was it was actually a good debate, and I think there was a lot of healthy debate. Um, it was a bit of a shame that I was the only one out there spitting facts. Um, I appreciated Chloe and Kitty going after Simeon and Brooke because I mean, so, sorry, I touch, aren't they? Yeah, well, you I mean I wasn't going to be the one to go on the offensive, but. Um, they did it. I think there were a couple of things that would have been nice to have in the debate, like talks about mental health or about voter turnout. Mm. Um, but Jack Tame, being the man that he is, um, wanted to get more from Chloe and Simeon, and obviously it serves in their best interest to not talk about the issues that are facing young people genuine, genuinely. So, Definitely, definitely. And, um, I mean, the critic called you out on one of your answers to Māori and Pacifica Pathways into mid-school. Um, Jack Tame said it in a very yes, uh, said it to answer to answer it in a yes or no fashion. Can you articulate on your answer? Yeah. So the first problem with what you've just said, Tom, is that referring to it as calling me out legitimises far too much what the critic did. Because what the critic did was take my yes or no answer from a very closed question with no opportunity to talk about why that was my answer and then try and use it to stir up outrage amongst our community. And we know, I mean, this is exactly what I've been talking about for years. I mean, this is one of the main problems with our peer group at the moment, is that we are not, we don't have the time to go and look into every single little detail and every single nuance. And so when the critic, who is supposed to be a news outlet for students, go, and he, go ahead and say that on Facebook, it, it again, it legitimises this outrage and focuses it on me. And I, trust me, I'm just as outraged that we don't have as many Māori and Pacifica um, proportionately represented in these certain subjects, particularly med. Um, but the question was, should we be using these pathways? I don't think we should be. That doesn't mean that I would stop them, because that's the key part here, is um, we need them. So I don't want them, but we need them. Um, and that's a very clear distinction, because if we could get to a point, if we could... It, it will, let's agree that we need these pathways for now in the short term, but why can't we make our goal to not need them? That's what I think the That's a long-term is. goal, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I mean when I say no. I don't mean that I would get into power and then get rid of them completely. Of course not, because 
there is a very clear need for more Māori and Pacifica in our health system. So, what the again, what the critic did was a misrepresentation, and to me it's sad, because that's taxpayer money, that's supposed to be the bastion of student thinking, and it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm, totally, totally. Um, and do you believe that low socioeconomic refugees and rural candidates should also be admitted under these pathways? Mm, naturally, you're going to need those ones, and Māori and Pacifica will fall under them. Um, the difference is having race-based ones for now is because you know there is clear examples of Māori and Pacifica going into hospitals and having to deal and talk with Pākehā doctors. And for some Māori, that is a big uh, barrier to their health care. And so we need to be providing them the options and having more Māori and Pacifica doctors in there is one of those options. But naturally, the state should always be wanting to encourage people from lower socioeconomic uh, statuses into education. So that's when you've got policies from New Zealand First, like first and family scholarships for people who have come from intergenerationally unequal families in poverty in New Zealand who none of their family have gone to university before. New Zealand First would fully fund their education because regardless of whether they're Māori or Pacifica, um, those are the people that we need to be upskilling. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally, for sure. Um, and maybe one of the things I didn't really touch on in our previous interview was um, New Zealand First tertiary policy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the policy? What does it involve? Yeah, so it's it's addressing the key... There's a couple of key concerns about tertiary education at the moment. The first is um, fees-free. It does this thing where it encourages people to go and do a degree and we have floods of people doing psychology or floods of people doing BAs. And there are jobs out there for those subjects, but unfortunately there's not enough uh, for everyone that's taking them. So what, what we would do is essentially say, um, this is a key nuance that we don't really touch on, that I haven't really mentioned much, but it's you'd be working with key parts of the sector to put a cap on how many people you're going to admit into a certain degree so that you can at least ensure there's going to be enough jobs for those people when they leave. But the main part of it is that you give people the security that they're going to get their education for free, but you also give the country, right, because this is the problem. This is why people don't vote for free education, especially conservatives and and older people, is because they're worried about the debt that it's going to incur for the country. So the policy is that you would get free education if you worked an equivalent amount of time in New Zealand. So if I did a three-year BA and I went and worked, um, I don't know, for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade for three years, then the debt gets written off. And that effectively what we're saying is the tax that you've paid over those three years is paying off the student loan that you incurred while you, edu- while you were educated. So it does a number of things. It provides especially low-income um, families and individuals the certainty that they could easily pay off the degree. Um, it provides all citizens the certainty that we're not going to incur large amounts of debt. And it still ensures that we're giving young people an opportunity to learn. And, of course, it secures our investment in them, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. It's, um, you know, and I think this is where we have a lot of similarities with Labour and the Greens, and, and it's why, even though we sort of didn't really support the ideas of free, free, fees-free, it's a step in the right direction, and I think that's why we can agree with some of the left-wing parties on those issues. Mm, totally, totally. Um, and, I mean, the latter of that, you said there would be, obviously, because it guarantees certainty, it's more mm. efficient than fees-free. Yeah, de- well, yeah, definitely efficient. I mean, unfortunately, we have to be careful because just like the woke brigade working at the critic, um, there's certain buzzwords that they don't like, and efficiency, productivity, all those economic terms scare them. Um, so they decide to lash out against them. But yes, it is more effective. It's more productive. It's more efficient. Um, 
why hasn't this come through though? Why, I mean, why hasn't it gone through the halls of parliament yet? And been- yeah, so I know for a fact that Labour and the Greens actually really like the policy because they can sell it as um, fiscally neutral, which is often the biggest criticism from the right-wing parties in New Zealand is that they're wasting money. Um, but they know that it would be a big win for New Zealand first, and so it's in their best interests, um, unfortunately, because you've got to remember that these parties, aside from New Zealand First, are doing anything they can to remain in power. We have stuck to our principles for 27 years, and this is a clear example of it. Um, and so it's in their best interest to, to not put that policy in so that we can't say that we've had a massive win in that sector. Because a lot of students, if they knew, and if this had gone through, they would know that New Zealand First was the party for them that was looking out for them. Mm, absolutely. Thank you very much, Robert Griffiths. It's been lovely to have you here. That's right. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, Tom, because... Um, as I've pointed out, it, it is really um, saddening to me when we have institu- media institutions like The Critic um, taking advantage of sort of political capital. Well, the way that they do. essentially, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's, I would have much more preferred if they'd given me an opportunity to talk with them to it. And if they wanted to then go off and say that I was whatever, that's their, that's their MO, you know. And that was an interview with Robert Griffith, Dunedin candidate, uh, NZ First Dunedin candidate. Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.